Welcome to another episode of the Grow Your Glow podcast. My name is Adrienne, and this is a very special episode. I am speaking with Nashville artist Veronica, and she has recently completed a art series called Popular. And she's going to take us through her own story and creative expression and discuss a little bit of how that has impacted her own self-love journey. So bring a listening ear and enjoy the episode. Hello, Veronica. Yes, I'm here. Hello. Oh my gosh. Hello. You know what? You are my very first guest on the show. And so the, literally you coming in and hearing your voice, it's so exciting because I'm like, oh, it works. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> yes. Yes. Well, thank you for coming on uh, the Grow Your Glow podcast. And I'm excited for the listeners just to hear your creative story and this amazing, amazing pro- project or um, is it called a project? Like, I want to learn all about how, what's, what is the artist lingo? So I get it right. So correct me if I'm wrong, but what you're doing, it, it's amazing. And I'm excited to hear just the story of it. And, um, and just like, just the journey of, of creating it, you know, birthing it essentially. Mm-hmm. So, um, tell the listeners a little bit about yourself and this, this, this artistic, project that you have created okay um well I would call it a series but it's totally a project either works um (laughs) so um, I'm an artist I've been making art for mm, I guess about 15 years or so Mm -hmm. and I started making art as kind of a response to depression and anxiety and feeling isolated in that um and so like my beginning work didn't really address body issues or my own body or my feelings around that mm-hmm. um so I started doing that probably about like four or five years ago when I got involved with like anti-diet culture and fat positivity communities online which is mm-hmm. really how I learned you know sort of like the right path to be on with yourself I would say you know mm-hmm. so um once I like got into that and started like understanding that and the value of it and applying it to my own life and my own relationship with myself I was like okay well obviously I need to start making work about this you know um and so that's kind of how the idea came about um I have like a long relationship with magazines Mm -hmm. like so I'm about to turn 39 um Mm -hmm. so remember a life where we didn't have social media we didn't have the internet or anything like that so for me when I was a kid and like a teenager magazines were how I like figured out what was going on with the world which is like Mm -hmm. a super toxic concept but obviously I wasn't aware of that at the time Mm -hmm. you know and so that's kind of how I like understood all of like what was going on in society and my peer group and stuff unfortunately so that implanted a lot of like really gross uh concepts in my mind and you know body ideals and beauty ideals and stuff that honestly I'm still unpacking at my age Mm. (laughs) you know so yes Mm -hmm. yeah that's that's um so I just actually want to stop right there because like so what what age were you introduced to magazines and and what was the what was the thing I know you said that it was part of a way that you 
got to understand what what's going on with the world around you but what what other kind of um desires pulled you to let's say magazines versus tv what what was what was it about magazines specifically that drew you Veronica, you still still there? Can you hear me? I can hear you now. Okay. That's, that's weird. Okay. Yes, <laughs> I'm still here. All right. <laughs> um, so I was saying about magazines that um, I was attracted to the fact that they were like a commodity and it was something that I could afford being poor. And it was something mm -hmm. like sort of aspirational about them. You know, everything mm -hmm. inside of a magazine seemed, you know, like, just kind of perfect and mm -hmm. at that age nothing in my life was even remotely perfect and I you know I aspired to kind of feel okay and something about mm -hmm. the way a magazine was laid out visually and you know just like the way that they kind of like tie everything up in a nice neat bow and there's all these lists about how you know if you follow this direction or that direction you'll be happy or whatever Mm -hmm. these things like seemed like okay like now I understand like I have a blueprint of like how I can kind of like design my life unfortunately mm -hmm. you know really really toxic stuff mm -hmm. so yeah, yeah that's how I kind of you know you could get magazines for free kind of you could just like send in that little card from the inside and they would send you an issue or two and I, they know. made it so accessible. I remember yeah. that you had the little card and they would even send you, like you said, yeah, they would send them to you for free and then you could sign up for like the yearly subscription. And so you just had that that dose every month. You It was all, also aspirational, but anticipation. It was like, ooh, my magazines come in, whatever, whatever one you had. So I do remember that. Yeah. Yeah, it was definitely an escape from my everyday. I was like, okay, I was obsessed with the mail for exactly the reason you're describing. Like, it was like a gift coming, right? And yeah. I was not getting gifts of any kind in any way in the rest of my life. So yeah, they were kind of like this escape. So throughout my practice of making art in my life, mm -hmm. I have always been inspired by magazines, you know, mm -hmm. either using the images in them making collages i'm very into collage it's a big part of my process and i think that's because you know my very first like foray into making art was just ripping up the magazines that i had and like you know piecing them back together in different ways and kind of experimenting with that so the messaging that's in magazines has always kind of inherently been in my art because that's kind of the material that i started with Mm, that's powerful and like it's almost like now so do you feel like is this now a full circle moment where before there was this perfect world created in these magazines and you kind of didn't really have any control on what that looked like but you still consumed it and now you are literally creating this whole new world in your series from start to finish and you have complete control of what that looks like and how how it's expressed is that is that um do you, is there like a connection between that process for you? Yeah, that's exactly exactly described what it is. And I'm just now because I've just made a lot of this work in the last like 2 months. So it's very recent and I'm just now like processing the fact that it is a full circle moment and I am in some way kind of healing this mm -hmm. relationship that I've had that I've understood intellectually for quite some time that it was toxic. And I can like verbalize that, but trying to go back in and rewire yourself and kind of, you know, 
scrub yourself, cleanse yourself in a way from this stuff that you were in putting into your body when you're so impressionable mm-hmm. and so thirsty for like love and attention and like answers about stuff, mm-hmm. you know, tr- trying to do that. Yeah. It's, I think that the beginning of this project is now like making me understand that that's something that I, I need to do and I need to do it through my work. So mm-hmm. yeah, definitely. It's definitely a full circle moment. Mm-hmm. And, and when I was, when you reached out to me for it and, and I read your, your email description on what the project was be, was going to be, I was really interested in the fact that, you know, you had, a, you have a particular style and aesthetic that's not about necessarily being perfect pretty it's like all the pieces that people might not want to show all like I think you even use the word like distortion or um I can't remember the exact wording that you use but it was you it described it to me in a way that it's not about perfection it's about literally showcasing yourself your you as best you know your full self so was that always the intention with this project from the very beginning or did that just like come about as you were just exploring this idea yeah that was definitely always a part of it and I think that's always been a part of just how I think about art and how I think about visuals I'm not super concerned or dedicated to figuring out how to like perfectly render something I'm more interested in trying to represent like some truth and Mm -hmm. so truth has got to come along in a sort of unapologetic unfiltered way mm-hmm. so yeah the first two paintings in the series before I actually started reaching out to people in my community the first two were self-portraits mm. and originally they were all going to be self-portraits I thought mm-hmm. like okay let me I'm in art school right now I should say which mm-hmm. is a, something we could talk about in a second yeah. but um I thought okay like I'm an artist that has been practicing for you know a decade I obviously have habits and a style like you're you're saying I've always been really attracted to distortion and like what that communicates to people what it makes them feel Mm -hmm. and so I thought okay well I'm going to be going through this process where I have to learn how to do things quote-unquote properly Mm -hmm. so why not start a project in which I'm like figuring out like my own style kind of staying with my own style but also seeing how like the experience changes it so mm-hmm. I so I was like, all right, let's just do a self-portrait series. And then, you know, obviously I've had this like magazine stuff like kicking around in my mind for decades at this point. <laughs> so that all sort of came together. And, you know, so that started because I think that, you know, taking photos of myself is a really important part of me just accepting who I am mm. and, and, you know, just like trying to heal that relationship with myself and, and trying to... um you know, just stay in dialogue with myself concerning like how I look and, and, and who I am. Mm-hmm. So that's how it started. Um, but yeah, like opening up to the community was like a whole like other like wow moment where I'm like, yeah, I've got to like bring other people into this because I can't like be super trusted to completely authentically like represent an entire group of people or mm-hmm. authentically like represent myself. Like I need to like open that up to other people. So that's why I was like really attracted to doing that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and so so you bring up art school because I, I did read a little bit in your bio that you are self-taught as, as well so what is the experience like um in your experience being in art school do you find yourself do you find that your work is embraced do you find that what you bring to 
artists is, um, you know, encouraged or to tell me a little bit about the, the art school experience. Well, like I said, I'm 39. So I am in a program with people that are, you know, half my age, which mm-hmm. is, uh, <laughs> it's, a, <laughs> it's a deeply interesting situation. It's very fulfilling. It's fun. It's challenging, but it's also like constantly like reminding myself that I have to just like be patient with myself and, you know, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. But yeah, my work has uh in the context of school i would say so i'm three years into the program the first year i wasn't you know the fat artist i wasn't really like conceptually dealing with that stuff in school i felt kind of like a little weird about it you know it's it's a very vulnerable thing to like expose your own body to people and that's pretty much like what i was focusing on at the time was just my body not other people's so um yeah but like as I have developed confidence and felt comfortable with my peers and my instructors yeah um, I've been making a lot of stuff recently that deals directly with fat visibility Mm -hmm. um, radical self-acceptance like collective healing a lot of like reclaiming narratives and doing like historical research on how fat bodies have been treated in the past and you know how we want to treat them in the future and stuff and people have been really supportive of it and actually have surprised me you know Hmm. I wasn't sure what to expect to be honest you know yeah you know (laughs) well I mean in my mind like I imagine I guess I would imagine that it would would like people would be trying to like make you express a certain kind of thing so it's really really exciting to hear that that is not the case that that you that they do allow you to have the space to really have let the whatever's on the inside of you and your journey come out and be expressed through your work yeah absolutely like that is a preconception that I went into the process thinking that okay, I'm here to learn how to draw properly, paint properly, be a proper artist, right? Mm -hmm. And like, yes, you are. But like, what they're hoping to see in you is a spark for you to figure out how to be like a conduit for your emotions, your experience, your vision. And Mm -hmm. I very quite recently realized that I already had that in spades, you know, call it, you know, maturity, call it the practice that I've gone through, you know, I'm a lot more experienced than a lot of my peers just because of age Mm -hmm. but like yeah they're incredibly supportive about it and they really do want you to have like your own voice and whatever that is you know they are very open to it and it's been uh, just like a really affirming experience for me and I'm Mm -hmm. so glad that I decided to do it I decided to go back to school because I eventually am going to get a graduate degree um, in art therapy so that I can be a practicing art therapist oh wow Yeah, and I didn't technically need to get a studio BFA. I could have just, like, finished a bachelor's, really, in anything. Mm -hmm. And I was like, you know, I just really want to do this for myself. And Mm -hmm. I'm just, I don't know, it's paying dividends. I'm very happy. Wow. So, so I I know you said you, you went back when you were, were you, you're now in school at 39. So was there, like, a specific moment in just, in life that said, I need to go back to school or was this kind of just gradually taking place as you were exploring, as you were living your life, as you decided, Hey, I, I want to bring um, art and healing and kind of meld that together. 
how did that specific decision to go back to school come about? Well, I think that, well, honestly, for the past couple of years, I've had a lot of friendship trauma, Mm -hmm. a lot of like relationships break up and having to deal with that is so immense that it's even hard to like verbalize that Mm -hmm. type of like grieving and just the process you have to go through with yourself to try to like figure out why did this happen and not get stuck and blaming other people and try to truly figure out like how you can use it as a teaching moment while also obviously making space for just the sheer amount of pain that it causes you yeah and so I was coming off of that you know and just deciding that and also kind of immersing myself in kind of healing culture you know following a lot of people online that are interested in sort of collective healing and just keeping that dialogue going like your work for instance you know and so I just felt like kind of called to this idea that I want to help people but I also want to help myself and I kind of want to do it in partnership and so I think I just like read some random magazine article believe it or not about (laughs) art therapy and Mm -hmm. understanding that like that's like a viable career and you know and I'm getting older and my wife and I are thinking of starting a family and we've Mm -hmm. been you know, a one income household for a little while. And that mm-hmm. just didn't seem right to me anymore as well. So mm-hmm. a little bit of, you know, life circumstance, but mostly, yeah, I just really wanted to find a way to do what I love, which is make art, but not have it be directly tied to like the money I'm earning because mm-hmm. it's, it's just like, it's a rat race and it's really just not for me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I just kind of wanted to fuse those things together and that's kind of what I came up with so that's where I am and it's interesting that you read a magazine article that again <laughs> took you along this journey that you're on yeah man <laughs> me me and magazines I don't know what to say about it <laughs> <laughs> they're just they're just here to guide you you know just to kind of figure it out because here, here's the thing with the healing work that I'm learning in my own own journey the the struggle and the triumph is both a part of the teaching right mm-hmm. so like you know in the beginning like you talked about how you were consuming stuff but um in magazines but a lot of that was kind of toxic and it it didn't necessarily um end up helping you in the best way but you learned to transform through that you learned going within and finding what you need to transform yourself and now later as you're more kind of clear or in your own journey you've used another magazine to again say affirm yourself in that direction that you're going so i i you know do you hold like as you reflect back do you hold any judgment towards i guess how maybe it how like magazines or any piece of like outside influence may have affected you or do you have you come to peace with with that Hmm. I I don't know I think that I'm so in the middle of like a moment where everything is kind of churning and things are making sense like in like lightning fast motion that I can't even like truly answer that question mm. because I think it just goes back and forth. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, I have 
I have absolute rage for magazine culture and the impact that it made on my life, but I also am a big believer in everything in life propels you forward, you know? Mm. Like, I know that's kind of like a fortune cookie situation, but I think that it's really true and it's been true of my life and it's just how I choose to look at things, you know? It makes it a little easier. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know. I mean, I have... I have anger about it but I think the way that I'm processing that anger is um just kind of like funneling that into my work and and trying to make good of it in some way mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. I, I know when I you know began my journey one of the the ways that I started was through self-portrait so again it was is it, it was creativity was the path that I had to take to kind of get some understanding because in the world around me I just could not get clarity and it's so funny because I, I I'm reading your about me page about your um about who you are as an artist and one of the first lines you say is I'm interested in creating clarity out of chaos and literally that is something that I wrote in my own journal um creativity uh creates takes chaos and and brings uh brings brings it clear something in those same realms so i find that interesting how powerful creativity can be and expression can be and i'm curious to know um for you um creativity um it's it's obviously healing it's obviously artistic what are the things do you see creativity in being useful for Oh, I mean, I think that creativity can be useful for lots of things. I mean, education, like uh, delivering a message to people. Sometimes people just can't get it any other way, you know? And so you kind of need to provide them a space or something to focus on that kind of brings them to a moment within themselves, Mm -hmm. you know? And so I think that it can be useful for that. And I think it's a really powerful tool to bring people together. You know, mm. so this popular series that I'm working on was specifically the the last round of paintings that I did and the ones that I opened up to people in my community was inspired by where it's going to be shown, which is part of this radical thought show for the Museum of Contemporary Art in Nashville. Mm-hmm. And it's a show that's about kind of it's partially a response to like the current climate of what we're going through and the pandemic and all of the isolation that people feel. And it's mm-hmm. trying to explore how like science, sustainability, and socialism will contribute to a more like people-oriented system in the future. Like how we can kind of transcend, like take what we've learned in the last year and then like figure out how to like catapult ourselves collectively to like a better future. Oh wow. You know? And so I think my work fits into that because I feel like, you know, we need to, you know, get real about what's going on and the toxic messages that we are feeding people and how we're like Mm -hmm. keeping each other down with these Mm -hmm. ridiculous like judgments and the self judgments and all of that, you know? And Mm -hmm. so I think that art like is integral to having a future society that like works for everyone. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's beautifully said. It really is. Um, So let's, I also want to give the listeners if they are near, because I, I read somewhere that this is a traveling exhibit. So explain a little bit about kind of the the, the the details here. 
where can people learn about this exhibit? Um, what's the time frame that it's going to be shown? And how can they go about um, being able to see your work in, in, in real life, live form? Yeah, so um, MOCAN, which is the uh, acronym for the organization, is uh, an art initiative that's happening in Nashville. And right now they're doing pop-up exhibitions or little traveling museums, as they're calling them, um, to try to showcase emerging artists and artists that maybe aren't completely being paid attention to by, you know, just, you know, the man, basically. (laughs) Um, Right. So just giving opportunities to people locally and also regionally, I think. And so this collection is, I think, right about 20 artists that are showing different pieces on the topic of radical thoughts. Um, And so it's going to be happening March 13th to May 29th. Um, And because of COVID, they're doing um, appointment only, like viewing. So basically, you just like sign up for a viewing time and you get a ticket and then you can safely view the exhibit. Um, And their website is uh mocan nashville so it's m-o-c-a nashville.org and yeah i think that they're planning to continue on creating traveling museums in the near future i'm sure they're going to be announcing a show at some point and a call for artists on the whatever their next topic is going to be and Mm -hmm. you know yeah and you can learn more about what's going on but it's really like a community-led organization that's you know yeah, really like a, a powerful force that's trying to bring more art to Nashville, which Nashville could definitely use. Definitely. I, you know, Nashville is on my bucket list. I've been wanting to visit and I hear just overall, there's a great creative community there and very diff- different um, lanes, not just in, um, you know, print or mixed mixed media, but also like music, you know, mm-hmm. so um and so yes so for for the listeners make sure to go to the website i'll have the links for everything to go check it out veronica i guess my last question is is do you do you have your idea of of what you're going to be um once this is this this series is completed um what what's is there a time frame between the next next kind of thing that you're working on are you going to maybe produce a different a series of paintings from the same series what's what's kind of um on the horizon with your your uh, creativity and your art yeah um thank you for asking because i always love talking about ideas <laughs> it's like my <laughs> favorite thing to just sit down and be like what should i do next <laughs> um yeah so i think i'm gonna i have a list of people that um still want to participate in the popular series so i don't think that that's going to be ending anytime soon i'm probably going to make maybe like 20 more of those paintings over the next year or two just to like Mm -hmm. you know round that out and open it up to more people and more identities and stuff so that will definitely be happening in the background Mm -hmm. um and I think that I'm going to make, so I make zines. So that's like Z-I-N-E, the very end of the word magazine. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're just like little uh, self-published books. Some are really complicated and look very professional. Some are simply just, you know, black and white photocopies that are stapled together. Mm-hmm. You know, it runs the gamut. And I'm really interested in that medium. That's also something that I've been making a lot of. Mm-hmm. And so I think I'm going to, uh, to culminate the series, I think I'm going to make a zine um kind of cataloging all of the people in the popular series and kind of doing little interviews with them and trying to like you know 
promote their work and promote their, you know, whatever is going on in their space in the world and try to share that with people. Mm-hmm. And then I think um, after that, you know, I'm going to have a BFA show coming up, which means I have to decide on a concept and kind of devote a lot of time and energy to working that out as part of um, my degree and graduating and stuff. And so I'm planning to work on this show concept that I'm calling um, maybe like a shrine to my dead mother's. And it's nothing really to do with mothers, but more to do with like the women in my life that have been kind of touchstone relationships and people that at different stages in my life, I idolized and loved and was deep in, you know, a partnership with, and then for whatever reason we've parted with. Mm. Are you still there, Veronica? Okay. Cool. Okay. Well, it's a little okay. This 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 software is a little in and out, but we're still, <laughs> we're still here. <laughs> so um, okay. And so you got cut off there. Was there anything else we were wrapping up with that uh, as well? Yeah, just just saying that I'm just I think that's where my my focus is going to go to next, and it is going to tie in with you know my identity as a fat person because obviously mm-hmm. that plays a role in everything that I do. <laughs> so mm-hmm. yeah, it's yeah. It's, yeah so i think that's kind of where i'm headed well and and again zines magazines your journey oh, so your journey with magazines <laughs> is is far from uh not being over it's <laughs> for sure in your future there, for so. sure yeah <laughs> i think till the day i die i will be making some form of a magazine it's just the way it is you know <laughs> i love that and and where can people connect with you uh online um, they can connect with me at myname.com, so veronicalito.com. Mm-hmm. And that's got, yeah, it's just like a portfolio of work that I'm constantly updating. And it's got, you know, some zine work and stuff. And I don't currently have a shop. I kind of stepped away from charging people for my art at the moment. It's a new thing that I'm trying. Mm-hmm. So just having that, like, not direct my work in any way, because it was very, like, stuck on that for a while. Mm-hmm. so um yeah but you can definitely like check out my stuff and if anything i've said resonates with you and you want to like trade zines or you know exchange letters like obviously i'm deeply into the mail so <laughs> um, <laughs> send you a little gift for the mail <laughs> yeah seriously if you, if anyone's out there and wants to like you know read some of my stuff send me an email or dm me through instagram and i will happily send you some stuff i i appreciate uh, knowing that people are interested and you know yeah definitely well I'm, I'm definitely interested I can't say I'm just grateful to be a part of, of this series that you are doing and honestly I, 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 I don't know if I was able to express it when I started DMing you when I started seeing pieces of what you were creating but I was smiling ear to ear I just I just loved what it, just to see for me seeing myself in, in magazine form through creative expression of someone else it's just there's something healing about it for me so um I just you know I'm so I even feel right now I just feel kind of filled with emotion about it but um so I'm really grateful that you you know created you know created this and you know you know had the courage to just 
put it out there. And um, I'm really excited to see how people respond to it um, when they get to express it. And I wish I lived because <laughs> I would, I would, I would be right there, you know, um, viewing it. But I'm, I'm, I'm excited that I can view it online. And oh, also one thing, what what is your um, Instagram handle so people can find you on Instagram? Uh, yeah, my Instagram handle is Evie in Orbit. So E-V-E-Y-I-N-O-R-B-I-T. Um, yeah, so they can find me on Instagram there. And I will, of course, be taking videos and photos of the show multiple times. So I will be able mm-hmm. to share that with everyone. And really, thank you, Adrian, for sharing that with me because it was a little bit of a scary moment for me to paint other people i've never done that before i don't i don't do commissions like i really i've only ever like been comfortable you know messing around with my own body so Mm -hmm. it it was an honor and i felt very trusted and so i'm it's it makes me so um overjoyed and fulfilled and like just it makes me feel confident to continue on when people have a positive response to seeing themselves. So I really appreciate you sharing that with me and for just trusting me to represent you in some fashion, which is, you know, yeah, it's, that's trust. So thank you. Yeah. You know, that's the community, that's the connection. And especially in the space that we are through Instagram and online with fat bodies. We need more of that. We don't need perfection all the time. Yes, we need glamour. We need whatever piece, but we also need people just showing the raw journey and an artistic form. And I feel like that's really what these this piece that this this work, this series does for me. It just shows like, yeah, you know, this is me and how it's just being transformed and forming and still forming. And so um, I'm grateful for your work. Thank you for doing it. I really do appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah. Yeah, Well, okay. So we're going to go ahead and and wrap up the show Uh, again, check out Veronica. You'll see the show notes with all her links and, and everything that she has, but check her out and go support the work and send her a gift through the mail or, or DM <laughs> or email. <laughs> she loves those. <laughs> I, I do. That's true. <laughs> All right, Rana, you take care. You have a wonderful rest of your day. And thank you for taking the time to, to chat with me. I appreciate that. Thank you so much, Adrian. It's been a pleasure. All right. You take care. Bye. All right. So for links to everything regarding today's episode, make sure to check out the show notes. If you are listening to this episode through Apple Podcasts, make sure to rate us. Would really appreciate that. And any other platform, make sure to share this podcast by taking a screenshot and sharing it with your community. I would love your feedback. Feel free to DM me on Instagram at Adrian Bennett. And until next time, keep growing, keep glowing, and we'll talk soon. Peace.